0: Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey, and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. The theme of civilization in Lord of the Flies is really central to understanding the whole novel. Um, When Golding is writing the novel, he's writing just after World War II, um, World War II very much was um, the war to end all wars in people's minds. You know, World War I was still fresh in people's memories. They felt like their entire civilization was on the verge of destruction. And they felt that in World War II, with the sort of threat of Hitler um, and other dictators, they felt that everything that Western culture stands for, democracy, freedom, was at risk. Um, and so, ideologically, World War II was seen as this war for freedom and democracy. But what Golding does is, Golding questions, I guess, the assumption of British superiority. So, when the boys arrive on the island, they're all in British school uniform. Um, they all talk with um, you know, British manners and um, they have that legacy of politeness. But it doesn't take much before Golding reveals what is underneath. So the boys start stripping off their uniform, they start adapting to being on the island. And as the novel progresses, we see them becoming more and more savage. Um, So initially, um, the boys sort of get along quite well. um, They have these great ideals about what kind of society they're going to create on the island without adults Um, And then very quickly, Ralph, the leader, discovers how frustrating it is that you have these ideals and you can't actually live up to them. He wants to get rescued. He wants them to build a fire. But everyone keeps giving up and running away and playing when they should be concentrating on the task. Very early on, when Ralph and Piggy find the conch, um, the conch becomes this symbol of this this society, this perfect world that they want to create. And Ralph, through managing to blow the conch, summons the assembly, um, gathers the boys together, and then tries to form a civilization. And the boys all decide they want rules, lots of rules. Um, Whoever holds the conch can speak. So it is a very kind of democratic, everyone is equal situation. And Ralph becomes the clear leader of the group. But even at that very early stage, um, there is conflict between Jack and Ralph for leadership um, and a sense of of which the the violence and savagery of Jack's character um, is waiting for an outlet. Now, from an early stage in the novel, Piggy is the outsider figure. He's not really accepted by the society of the boys. And he is the character who most represents civilization or most tries to cling to it. Now this is seen as quite ironic because civilization has not been kind to Piggy. Um, When you think about it you know we don't know much about his family background we just know that it's slightly dysfunctional. He lives with his auntie so we don't really know what has happened to his parents. He seems to talk with a kind of um, accent that suggests he's got lower status than the other boys who are from some kind of um, public school background Um, and Piggy talks about the fact that at home he's made fun of and and called Piggy for being fat and overweight. Um, And of course, as soon as he reveals this to Ralph and Ralph reveals it to the boys, the same thing happens all over again. And on the island, he is um, excluded and made fun of from the very beginning. So Piggy clings on to this idea of his auntie, his asthma, the things that define him. The, the routines and rituals of life like tea time um, but it is kind of an empty clinging to it these things are not really meaningful um, and I think Golding wants us to question why we hold on to civilization and what what is it about civilization that is good and what is it is just empty about it as the boys um, start to grow in terms of conflict with one another um that the savage desires of the boys begin to come to the fore so as they sort of they're hungry they want food they want to hunt um they want meat and that savage savagery really gets a strong outlet in the killing of the pig when that incident happens um it's as if something is unlocked and the 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 savagery becomes more and more dominant within the boys. But Golding makes it clear that that savagery was al- already there. It was already there, but it was hidden behind this veneer, this surface, this mask of politeness that civilization gives us. Now, contextually, if you think about it, um, Golding's writing in a time when the British Empire was deteriorating. So over the 19th century, early 20th century, Britain had this this massive global empire, Um, lots of colonies all over the world, huge amount of wealth amassed through basically seizing territory and and natural resources that didn't really belong to us. Um, And the UK did that in the name of the Queen and in the name of the country and in the name of, of all that is Britishness. Um, and I guess had the sense of superiority that we were superior to the natives they were savages we we knew better and I think Golding is looking at his own society um, in his own context which is kind of lamenting the loss of empire the loss of territory since World War II and he's saying well you know were we were we really that great and I think he's questioning this superiority that that we often have as as British people in, in history because he's saying, well, actually, when we go to those territories, we go to those countries, do we really act any more civilized than the savages do? Well, no, we don't because we seize things that don't belong to us and we kill people who disagree with us and we act pretty brutally towards other people. So I think it's important to draw out here this idea of the enemy within, that As much as you can see historical parallels in, you know, Ralph as a figure of democratic leadership, uh, Jack as a figure of totalitarian dictatorship. um, We can't be too simplistic to say, okay, well, Jack is Hitler and, and Ralph is Churchill or whatever, because it's more than that. It's more than that, because those characters embody bigger ideals than simply one historical figure. And equally, Golding um, is not suggesting that, well, the Germans were the dictators and we were the good guys. We were the Democrats. No, he's not suggesting that. You know, he's suggesting that you cannot simply say we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. He's saying, actually, all of us have got this. And and you can look at Freudian Um, analysis of personality with the id and the ego and see within every person there's this sense of primal desire that is tempered by the ego, by what tells us what is socially acceptable to how we behave, how we regulate our desires and we find a way of achieving them that is socially acceptable. So The idea of the beast becomes very prominent in the novel, and that really is at the heart of this issue of civilization, Because, basically, the crux of the novel is that the beast is the boys themselves. And as much as the boys want to be able to call the beast an exterior animal or being, something they can kill, it actually is something within themselves. And, of course, the character who most deeply understands that is Simon. And it's ironic, therefore, that um, when Simon crawls out of the forest, the boys pounce on him, um, believing he is the beast, when actually you know, he was the one who could tell them that th- what they thought was the beast was, was not the beast at all. The beast, I think, that is, is Golding saying, all of us have this potential for evil. All of us have these desires within us that are not socially acceptable in any way, but sometimes we manage to hide them with civilization. So ultimately, Golding is questioning this idea of um, our own civilization and saying, well, actually, underneath it all, we, we have the same primal desires as anyone else does. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests so if you want me to talk about a text you're studying get in touch. Thank you for listening see you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.